Welcome to the Wikipod, a show that hosts conversations with play-to-earn gaming community members for peer education on cryptocurrency and Web3 technologies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, and NFTs. The podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Hi, everyone. I got something a little bit different than the normal show format for you here. Some of you might know, I was in Colorado for the last two weeks for ETH Denver, and was able to meet a ton of folks in the Ethereum community. Thank you so much for your patience with me in getting the new content out. I was able to sit down with a few folks, and this is one of those conversations. If you like the show, please like and subscribe wherever you get your pods, and make sure to tell your friends about the educational content we're producing here at the Wiki. Thanks, and enjoy the show. All right. Hey, everybody. This is I Speak Nerd coming in with uh, Humpty here from Orange Protocol along with his own podcast that he runs. But uh, Humpty, how the hell are you today? We're here at East Denver. What the hell? It's wonderful, man. The vibe is great. The people are just jamming, both builders, products, community. I'm loving it. I'm here for it. Dude, it's it's amazing. It's like basically I'm finding... It's, it's humbling in an amazing way for me with like coming here. It's like, I thought I knew a lot and it's just like, oh my God, there's so much more stuff that I don't know at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. But that's the point of it though, right? It's about Absolutely. learning. Yeah. It's such, it's so cool. It's like the, um, the ideas are moving so fast, so fast here. Like it's insane. The, uh, I, by the time I, I've been here since, uh, Monday, Mm-hmm. With, um, doing stuff but like, literally by like Wednesday I'm like yo I'm socialized out already mm-hmm. this week <laughs> that's true too yeah there's definitely burnout um, we were doing some of the evening events here and you know going to like 2 in the morning at least that's as far as I could Oof. go and uh, yeah just yesterday I got back to my hotel like around 9 showered took some tea fell asleep I feel like 100% better today <laughs> oh that's amazing um, dude have you checked out the uh, beanbag room, by the way, yet? Oh, yeah. I was just there prior to coming up here. <laughs> awesome. The music, I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty cool, too. I think that was Vega that did that. Yeah, Vega's, Vega's sponsoring that. Um, they took over the dance floor at one of the clubs, too. Oh, nice. All the yellow sweaters. They had the same black light, so it looked super cool. Oh, that's crazy. I was at the, uh, I was at the church on, I think it was Wednesday night, Tuesday yeah. night. Um, and they had the the VIP like second second story open, so you could just go up there, and everyone had their dance lights and like moving around, shifting around. Just like, oh, this is sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um, coming around, man, who who are you? Like, what's uh, what's your story? Who am I? I know that's such an that's, epic question, that's right? Deep. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Not, I don't know. If I'm gonna. If I'm gonna go so far back. But, uh, <laughs> Whatever you feel comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've been in this space starting with speculating on stuff like bitcoin early like in 2016 just trying to get a sense of what it was i heard the noise i had friends who were mining it and i was like "Uh, i I don't know how to set all that up so i'm just gonna buy a little bit here right Uh just to kind of get 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 a taste of it and then you know i i i was i was curious very curious i would go to meetups uh i would read a lot uh like from the i guess institutional uh, great publications, you know, like Coin Telegraph and stuff like that, like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was, I was just like, man, this this is starting to make sense. And uh, through those meetups, I met some developers, and they were building out a community validator on this DPoS network uh, that shall not be named. The dele- uh, <laughs> delegated proof of stake. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah exactly. And uh, and so yeah, we we ride the community through a Reddit thread, 
said, we're, we're building a node here and we're not an institution. We are community built, literally like only like four of us, five of us building it at the time. Come join our uh, Telegram and we started building it out and we got the support. We were one of the first community nodes to uh, get elected in mm -hmm. uh, to the network. And then within like a year, year and a half, we had over 52% of the delegated stake. Oh, geez. So there was a bit of a fear like, oh, oh. Shit, like they could attack the network. We never did, of course. But, you know, it's, it's fun. You know, so since then, I've just continued to be curious, learning everything that I can, joining projects like Bankless DAO, like Orange Protocol, creating in this space like Crypto Sapiens, DAO LA. And yeah, it's, it's just so amazing because there's just so much opportunity to uh, build and just integrate yourself even more deeply into this community. Absolutely, man. You hit it on the head is like um, what you're talking about building and uh, integrating the community is like, that's what I love so much about. Uh, that's what I love so much about the, about like being in the space is like, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a competitive guy right. like at all. Like on, on an individual level, if there's like competition, I'm like, meh, mm -hmm. but like the whole thing with like um, DAOs and like this community stuff is like, it enables like cooperation, but then uh, almost the, I don't know, institution, group, organization, whatever, um, kind of competition. But then also most people are in this are also trying to find those ways to cooperate and, and result in that po uh, positive sum. It's like mm -hmm. chef's kiss. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That was, that, that was a great kiss. Like, it's like <laughs> smack. That's the, what commercials are made of. Wow, that was dope. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. The uh, you're, So you're also someone that I've kind of like... Uh, I haven't like expressed this to you, I guess, but I also kind of like look up to you a bit in the space in terms of podcasting and like the stuff you've made able, been able to do with Crypto Sapiens and just the you know the following that you've gotten and been able to uh, build that community. Obviously, leveraging uh, Bankless DAO mm -hmm. um, a bit and what you've been able to do with like you know giving out PO apps and like just generating this massive community. It's like so so cool. Like how did like what 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 got you wanting to start a podcast on your own? So I've always uh, really enjoyed connecting with the people that are building in this space and featuring them, right? Giving them a Absolutely. platform. Absolutely. So, Raise you know, people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, it's like, I don't have a platform myself, but I'm just like, look, I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to use the media, the tools that are available to me. And let me use that to promote what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, to your point, co uh, you know, competition, you know, <laughs> cooperation, competition. Okay, you know, whatever, a little bit better. Um, but really, I, I, I consider myself a facilitator in this space. And any kind of, opportunity that I get, I make sure that I find people that are just, you know, really interested. Uh, they want to build, they're talented and be like, come on, let's do it. Let's do it together. Let's, let's grow together. Right. Hell yeah. And so with media, I started hosting events on clubhouse when it first launched. And then when spaces launched, I took it on that. And clubhouse is uh, a social media platform. It's a, it was originally actually like a podcasting platform where you can do it in public, right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then Spaces is Twitter Spaces? Right. right okay, right. cool. And so and from what I hear, Twitter Spaces or Twitter bought Clubhouse so they can take the technology and it creates Spaces, right? So Just buy your competition, right? I mean, it Silicon, worked. Silicon Valley. It worked. Clubhouse doesn't have the type of engagement that it used to have, but I think a little bit of their fault too. Uh, but anyways, so I created communities with those tools and... I was, I felt fortunate because either people weren't reaching out to these folks or they're just really awesome people that don't care what your platform is and they just want to speak about things. Mm -hmm. I started getting people like uh, Kevin Awaki from Gitcoin, right? Uh, I started getting, uh, you know, the tracheoptics of the world, Coordinate. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I, I actually interviewed Bankless Dow. You know, I had them on the, on the, on the show on Clubhouse. And that's kind of where I 
where I kind of got a bit of an aha moment. Like, wait, okay, I see how DAOs can be used for media, for coordinating with individuals to work on this, this shared product that has ideals, sure, that come from the people that are creating it, but at the same time, it's influenced by the people that are contributing it to it too. Mm -hmm. And so with uh, Bankless DAO, I, I decided to join immediately after that call. Uh, so good job to them. They shilled hard enough <laughs> for me to like say, yeah, I, I'll, I'll get the 35,000 bank. I'll, I'll go into this and check it out. They shared the vibe enough. They shared the vibe enough. I mean, it was Lucas. It was Frog Monkey. I, I forget who oh, the other Frog's person awesome. I think it was Above Average Joe. Yeah, Frog Monkey is fucking awesome. Like saw him here in this space and I'm just like, dude, like you're my hero. Like let's learn. Let's talk. <laughs> um, but anyway, so then after that is when Frog Monkey and myself started like putting together what Crypto Sapiens could become within Bankless DAO. Mm. And since then, just been building it out. There's so many people in the, in the community, in the Bankless DAO Discord, that are super talented. They're ambitious. Uh, there's alignment there between all of us. Yeah. And it's like, why not? Let's build this together, right? And so we have people like Flow Science, and initially it was like Eureka, John, and Soundman that helped build out like the engineering and distribution rails. Then Flow Science came in and just fucking killing it, like with the whole marketing. But beyond <laughs> that, too, like there's a lot of ideation coming from him. Um, you know, and just I'm, I'm sure I'm going to exclude a lot of people, but Jairus James, too, he's just he's come in and he's like, dude, like, I'm going to connect you. I'm going to connect you to everybody. And I might not know him, but, you know, he's a vibe, <laughs> too. Right. Yeah. So he connected me even recently to uh, Jesse from uh, Avogachi. And oh, okay. so I interviewed uh, Jesse from Avogadro yesterday over at a cafe outside of East Denver because he couldn't get in because that line, what? <laughs> um, and we were having a coffee, supposed to be a short chat. We were like a little over 30 minutes and it was just incredible. Again, just the opportunities because of who we are, you know, the authenticity of the content that we create, yeah. but also because of the people that are part of the project. Mm -hmm. I think all of that is just really helping facilitate crypto sapiens to be something different and beautiful. It's amazing. I can't wait to see where you guys are going. I'm happy. Uh, I'm so happy I found out about the the project and Bankless and like uh, getting to connect with you and like you you hooked it up, dude. But, like tell me about a press pass. That thing saved my butt like at least four times already. Like it's amazing. Again, it's like gotta pay forward, man. Thank you. The uh, again is is like the ideas coming in here and like the connections, the networking. Like that's the real. I, I think that's the real value that gets built in like live conferences like this is really just those connections that you're able to make and. Um, you know, share those ideas and build things together, even outside of outside of the the conferences and whatever happens for the the hackathons and all mm -hmm, that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. It's so cool. Uh, you're you're also involved in Orange Protocol, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. And you guys are doing a lot with like um, DID, decentralized identity. Yes. More so on the reputation side, but yeah, it definitely leverages decentralized identity. Can you give a can you give just a, like a quick summary for folks at home like what uh, what you mean by reputation or decentralized identity and why that's important? Sure, I mean decentralized identity. I think for all intents and purposes is just the ability to own your Web three identity, mm -hmm. right? So instead of something necessarily being tied to like a central institution, like in real life, the DMV right controls how you get an ID, you know, all that information. It's got to go through that whole process slowly and then <laughs> come out the other end, and then you know it, it's just, it's very limited and it's very restricting. Um, and, you know, the same can be said in terms of like uh, virtual identities like Facebook and all that. Yeah. All of that information when you create a Facebook account, all of that is like contained within Facebook. But all of that information is also owned and controlled by Facebook. Yeah. And so everything that's attached to, our, to your identity down to like that data and that reputation that you build up, right? That social influence, that's captured by Facebook. There's nothing you can do about it. Even worse yet, all of that data 
that information, the, the, all that information that's leaking from you as you're using the platform, they own, they monetize. You know, they're creating profiles of people that is scarily accurate that you don't know what it is. And you, I don't think you can delete. I think you can delete your account, but that information stays with them, right? Probably. And so with decentralized identity, it's about allowing individuals to create this virtual or Web3 identity that they own, they control, they manage. It's not, uh, you know, dependent on a centralized institution, something that is portable, interoperable. So going and creating, for example, your current digital identity when you create a wallet, right, uh, on Ethereum, mm -hmm. that's actually a fantastic source of an identity, but it's also limited in itself where it is siloed within that one particular blockchain. Decentralized identity says, excuse my language, f*** it. <laughs> it basically allows you to create an identity that is portable across multiple blockchains, even outside of, you know, blockchain. Uh, Microsoft, for instance, is using decentralized identity for individuals to use when they create their email accounts and their user accounts within their Azure platform, right? Okay. Yeah, and so now it's this thing that's more portable. There's ownership. Not sure how much of that is going to be uh, relinquished by Microsoft, but at least that's the intent, <laughs> right? But like, you know, with, within like the blockchain, public blockchain space, you can use these decentralized identity to move that identity across Ethereum to near protocol, ontology, you know, whatever other blockchain that you enjoy using, you can take that. And the cool thing is you're building reputation, right? So whenever you interact with a DeFi protocol, you pay back that loan that you borrowed, doot, that's a that's that's positive. That's a really good indicator that you're a good a good borrower, right? Mm -hmm. When you start voting on um, governance proposals, you know, using Snapshot, doot, 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 it's like, oh, this guy's a Web3 citizen, you know, like he's, he cares about the things he's participating in. Yeah, yeah. Whenever, you know, you, okay, let's, let's go on something that's probably uh, a little bit more in people's recent memory. NFTs, right? Like you got blue chip NFTs, like, whoa, like this person, like th there's a certain reputation to that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the person that got the Louis Vuitton, whatever, not that I care about stuff like that. But, you know, like the, there's, there were, there's a reputation to that, right? Yeah. It means that either you were early or you got a lot of money, right? <laughs> so one or the other, either way, the, all of these things are composable and they yeah. create your Web3 reputation. And so what Orange Protocol is trying to do is to open up new opportunities for people through that ownership uh, of their identity and their reputation. So as an example, currently Orange, which is a reputation protocol, sits at the data layer. And so any project, any Web3 project, and actually uh, off-chain data too, but let's talk about purely on-chain data, mm -hmm. uh, that has data uh, from their users, say like uh, Gitcoin or BrightID or Snapshot, as we were talking about governance just now, they can plug in their uh, data into Orange Protocol. And then on the other end, someone can come in and say, I wanna create a model from that data. In other words, creating meaningful insights from that data. And that could be a DAO saying, I want to only have people in my community that are going to be active in governance. Like, how do you do that? Oh, it's like, well, you can actually use Orange Protocol, model that information and say all these IDs that are signing up, right, are uh, proven to have been active on Snapshot because that information is already there. So you're saying you can um, customize that by saying this, anyone who's going to um, be part of my community has to have voted on five snapshot proposals and, um, you know, have two NFTs and, you know, have at least 100 transactions. 100%. The other cool thing is because, you know, token economy is still important, is you can continue to do the traditional token weighted voting, right, mm -hmm. within your community the way that it happens today, right? Bankless dailies, that's what I'm familiar with. But you could actually add weight 
to those who are voting that have a high reputation. What does that mean? Well, I hold my bank just as you do. We're voting, but I'm voting a little bit more than you do. Like I've been voting since day one and I have voted nonstop, right? The DAO could decide that I am a valuable contributor in that my vote should be weighted a little bit more just because of my consistent activity as a governor of the DAO. Mm. And so there's that added influence to the vote based on reputation weight, not just how many tokens you have. It could potentially be that you have 200,000 bank, I have 30,000 bank, let's call it 35,000 because that's what you need to get in. But our votes are the same because it isn't just about tokens anymore. Now there's something to do with reputation. And the important thing to take from that is that at this point it becomes more fair because it's not about capital. Yes. It's not about how much money you have, but it's about your contributions into the ecosystem. I was about to say is like the issue or one of the issues with um, just token weighted voting is that it leaves you vulnerable. Your whole governance system is vulnerable to whales. Like anyone who's just got a tokens can just push anything through. I mean, I've been talking about that. If they can collude <laughs> with enough people to get 51% of anything. Sure. Yeah. 100%. That just happened actually um, like last week or something to one of the DAOs where somebody, um, I don't know, just happened had like 51% of something and then uh, pushed a proposal to basically give themselves the private keys to the entire treasury, pushed it through because they had enough uh, token waiting and then just ran off with the entire treasury. I didn't hear about that. That's, that's well, but I mean, that's exactly the case we're trying to solve. That's like a worst case scenario. Yeah. Damn. That is so cool, though, that uh, you're enabling this, like, waiting with reputation, though. And I, I assume that's customizable as well for particular uh, amounts. And there's probably people who are going to be developing. You're, I would think you'd be incentivizing people to develop these uh, different strategies and uh, maybe doing research around these uh, different things, depending on. Oh, this is so cool. That is so cool. So currently there's no token, right? But one token. There has to be, right? Because there's got to be some sort of incentive alignment too. Yeah. From the data provider side for providing that data, mm -hmm. but also from the people that are making the models that are being used, that there's value for the people on the other end. Like you say, you could come in and you're creating several models. A DAO can come in and it's like, that's exactly the model that I want. So because you've created that model, you're getting a, an incentives for doing that. There's a stream of revenue there for you because you've proven that your model is valuable to someone and it's being used regularly. Mm. That's like the um, the token strategies in Snapshot. There's like many, 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 several hundred like token mm -hmm. uh, voting strategies there. Well, there's an orange strategy there now too. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's still new, right? But I mean, it, it's there and we're still working with Snapshot to improve that so that uh, DAOs or anyone can come in and play around with that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what are the issues? Like I, I checked out um, Orange when it launched, uh, or at least when you guys went public with it, like two weeks ago, something like that. It's been around for a while, but it's it's. I would say we're still like in public beta. Okay. Well, I was playing around with it like two weeks ago, um, and the issue I was having with it was that um, you're not able to deal with hardware wallets or hardware wallet secured um, accounts right now. Right. Um, and I think that leaves out a lot of people that uh, are really focused on you know security over convenience. Right. Um, which is unfortunate. And then uh, another thing is like, how, how do we deal with um, people who are currently fragmented uh, across wallets? Because I know that um, I'm, I'm pretty fragmented myself. I've spoken with some other people and um, some people obviously want to uh, continue that, continue being fragmented as a security measure um, versus someone who then brings all their it brings everything together uh, into one wallet is then just, again, it's like, it's a security risk, uh, but it does make things more convenient for this stuff. 
how is there some plans for in the works for how to um, help people who are fragmented like that so they don't have to combine things? So in terms of the first question with like Ledger and hardware wallets. Yeah, sorry, that was two questions. No, that's fine. (laughs) I'm I'm tracking you, man. (laughs) In terms of like hardware wallets, I I think it's inevitable for any project that's building this space to support hardware wallets, you know? And I think it should be. It should be demanded by the community because there's good security practices that we should all be practicing. So in terms of why it's not supported now, it's public beta, we're still developing, right? Mm-hmm. We're, still, we're still just trying to figure out what the, what the use case, like what are some of these challenges that we can really hammer into, right? And really focus on. But beyond that, the integrations for a lot of things are, are in the pipeline and so they're coming. Uh, we're also looking for developers. That's why we're here, right? We're trying to find out who's building, is there an alignment? Do you want to build with us, awesome. right? Whether you want to join the team or whether we need to start creating some bounties to be able to like, allow you to do this async, right? Which I mean, in this space, bounties are, are a huge way to get involved in development. Um, Absolutely, I'm kind of doing the same thing here with uh, WGMI, oh, cool. the uh, community of community managers trying to help people, uh, you know, find and work with uh, work within the best practices for uh, DAO organization and coordination of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but to your second question, yeah, right, to your second question in terms of frag- fragmentation, you know. The, the one thing that Orange attempts to do, and is it perfect? I'm not quite sure, right? But I mean, the, it's open for feedback. And that's incredibly important right now at this phase of Orange is anything that you feel like is a little off-center that you're like, oh, that could be improved. We're open to all of it. All of it should definitely be like uh, shared back with us. But the one thing that Orange does is it allows you to tie in multiple wallets, right? You through the management console, you can add all these different wallets. Uh-huh. As I do, like I, I practice good psyops, I, I, I believe. So I have one for like voting, and I have one for like NFT collection. I have one for like DeFi. I like to keep them separate because I consider those separate identities. That's the trader side. That's the collector side. That's the governor side. They truly are different identities. There's the DGen side. There's the DGen side. The one that you experiment, you're like, oh, I don't want anybody to find that because that's <laughs> embarrassing. Um, but yeah, no, in terms of that, like Orange allows you to be able to like uh, add these wallets all together and actually put them under one DID, going back to DID, right? Is that still private? So DID is private. It's by nature private. So uh, I know one of your questions that you had was in terms of like well, NFTs, you know, and, and can we use NFTs? One of the things about using NFTs is all the information is public, right? Mm-hmm. So by nature, you know, using that for kind of private information like this is not ideal. For DIDs, everything is private, encrypted, and secure. So mm. information isn't revealed, it's, and it's only accessible by you, right? And so no one else can access this. And the information on the other end, if somebody's requesting you to attest to something, like, you know, as I speak nerd, the owner, or in this case, it would be your DID, not you, right? Because there's no association to you. Is this DID uh, associated to this wallet owned together as you're signing in a test. Yeah, that's really the only answer is like, yes, right? Like, yes, this is, yes, this is, no, this isn't. But it's very separate. It's, 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 it's uh, not necessarily all tied together. Is that through like, uh, it's making me think of like ZK, uh, zero knowledge uh, proof technology. Is that kind of what you guys are using? Um, so the ZK standard and the DID spec are very different. So I would say that, and, and not being the technical person, I would say that those are very distinct. Uh, but in terms of encryption, it certainly is encrypted. Okay. It's just making me think because you're saying like you're asking 
or say a, a DAO is asking, is this per, this uh, address that's trying to vote uh, associated with this uh, DID? And with just answering yes or no with that attestation, it's, it sounds like a zero knowledge proof because it's literally saying like, you know, I don't know the details of any of this. Right. I can't, you can't ask me any of the details, but you know, does this uh, this address hold, you know, say 35K bank, yes or no? Yeah, and really the only answer would say it really, it isn't gonna be about like the wallet. It's more about the answer is, does this wallet that's signing hold 35,000 bank? Yes or no, binary, right? Mm. It's, it's as simple as that. So with DID, I think one of the things, the easiest way to try to understand it, that uh, is one of the examples that I learned early on from one of my mentors, Philip Silva, you know, he's uh, involved with Bright ID and a ton of other really cool projects in this space is, when you go and you try to buy alcohol, if you look young, I definitely don't look young anymore. <laughs> Maybe some people say that I do and they're, I think they're just flattering me. Uh, but you know, when, when you go and buy alcohol and you look young, they ask you for your ID, right? right? Uh, and here in the US it's 21 years old. So you give them the ID, they have it, they know your name, they know your birthday, they know where you live, they know your identification number. That's information they don't need, right? right? When you're using decentralized identity, think of it as someone saying, is this person over 21 years old? Yes, that's it. It's like putting a, um, in this model that you're thinking about with uh, an ID, it's like covering up everything except that particular piece of information. I mean, if the answer, if, if yes or no were options on an ID, yes. But in this case, it would be still your birthday and you'd be revealing it in the real world, right? Mm. Whereas with DID, you're not even revealing your birthday. Oh. Yeah. It's just a simple calculation of the day that they're asking and the day you were born. The answer is yes or no. Okay. Okay. Interesting. That's so needed. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we've been talking to people here, and I think one of the ethos of, you know, crypto and uh, Web3, blockchain, whatever you want to call it, um, is privacy, mm -hmm. right? And so creating tools that allow for us to privately uh, engage in this space, you know, navigate it and get rewarded for it at the same time, that's, that's what we're trying to do. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. With uh, with myself with WGMI and uh, I'm thinking like community with this like as I know you're with Orange Protocol you've just set up uh, or are in the process of setting up a DAO for Orange is that correct? Th that's definitely like part of the future what we're trying to do with okay, decentralize this I think that's uh, most projects will have to decentralize and allow the community to own a part of that governance of how that project continues to evolve but you know currently yeah it's just a startup it's a few of us really building it up. Uh, building the technology, uh, building the partnerships, and so on. Do you have any particular um, stacks that you're planning out to uh, build out and do that kind of uh, decentralization with um, your governance? Like, I'm just thinking, I was speaking with um, Joyce from Grow Protocol earlier mm -hmm. this morning. She was saying they basically took the different, uh, what you might think of as departments from a company, like marketing department, um, growth department, the de uh, developer department, or uh, QA department, those kinds of things, and they were kind of decentralizing them one at a time as a way of uh, kind of doing this kind of progressive decentralization. Um, have you guys worked out how you might go about doing that for Orange yet? You know, I mean, there have been discussions, but I think we're just way too early to even have that discussion. Because right now it's just a matter of making sure that the technology works, that there is actual need for it, that we well, have that's ways. definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's we're, we're in that proof stage, right? Uh, but I, I think from attending events like this and from talking to some of our partners, we realize that, yes, there's absolutely a need. It's just a matter of, like, how can we connect all of these composable elements of uh, decentralized identity and reputation? For sure, for sure. 
Well, you've definitely uh, you're definitely across multiple multiple uh, communities, multiple groups. Um, I think you've just been building so much stuff, and you're an amazing uh, person to talk to and uh, build connections with. So, thank you so much for coming on the uh, on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. This has been a blast. Hmm. All right. For those at home, have a fantastic day. Thank you. Gas prices are down, but you know what's better than low gas fees on Ethereum? No gas fees on Ethereum. First 10 times per month when you withdraw ERC20 tokens, Ether, or Bitcoin from Gemini Exchange, they pay your gas fees. Yep, 100% free withdrawals. Whether you're a dabbler, a hodler, or a hardcore ETH maxi, <laughs> IT guy, Gemini Exchange is a great place to buy and sell cryptocurrencies. Click the Gemini link in the show description to get $10 back when you start your account and trade $100. Get low trading fees with Active Trader Interface, less than Coinbase Pro, guys, and free gas withdrawals only at Gemini Exchange. Again, click the link in the show description to sign up for your own account today.